0: Hi everyone, this is Lucas Mack and welcome to another episode of the Golden Rule Revolution where inspiration and purpose come from treating people like people and nothing less. Today I have two guests on the podcast simultaneously and these two beautiful brothers are, they're not brothers, uh, blood brothers, but they are brothers, soul brothers to each other and to myself. One country singer and one, um, emotional intelligence leader who teamed up to bring, uh, this beautiful podcast episode, um, to the world. I'm so excited to share this episode. It's, um, it's just beautiful. And if this resonates with you, I hope you follow Zach and Kyle afterwards. You're going to hear their story. I will put the link to the music and all that in the show notes. and. uh let's get started well my brothers uh kyle and zach thank you so much for joining the golden world revolution how you guys doing this morning you're awesome.
1: so yeah. good man
0: yeah this is so awesome, everyone brother. everyone listening this is my first time having multiple multiple people on as guests at the same time and i uh, could not have two better beautiful souls join me um Zach, why don't you give uh, an explanation of, of how you and I met and then how you and Kyle met and, and what, you're, what you both are creating in the world. And then Kyle, I'll let you jump in too. But Zach, why don't you take it away first?
1: Perfect. Uh, yeah, Lucas, just, uh, man, we, we were introduced by a, a mutual friend and it was just immediate. You know? I think when you meet someone, especially, especially another guy, uh, a brother that just is so heart-centered and, and just just cares so much and, and isn't trying to overcompensate or be someone that they're not. You can just feel it. You can feel it immediately. And I felt it with you. So a media brotherhood and, and just someone I know that I could I could trust, I could confide in, I could be with, that would hold me accountable. Like all of the things that I that I look for in in, in good friendships. And and so. That was how we met, and uh, you know, since then it's just you've, you've been, uh, you know, just been a complete light in my life, and and I love every time we get to connect. We just pick up right where we start off, and totally we're always like so honest about everything that's happening. It's amazing. It is so awesome. Good. I'll
0: I'll never forget where I was when I when you and I talked on the phone. I'm like, man, who is this beautiful soul? And Thanks. and Michael, who introduced us, um, Michael Malacker, Shout out to you, brother. Yes. Um, yes. Another just. Incredible,
1: amazing man!
0: Oh, amazing man! So There's, great. you know what's cool, and and it got actually before before I jump in because I can start taking us on tangents. Kyle, why don't you introduce yourself who you are, brother, and how you and Zach got connected?
2: Yeah, uh, well, my name is Kyle Stallings, and I am yeah I'm a, I'm a um, a Texan that's been embraced by some really awesome folks over on the West Coast. And I met Zach through uh, a, a leadership training program known as Ascension Leadership Academy. And just through that, man, we, we really became close and just been an amazing guy for me to connect with and learn from and, man, just build a fin- friendship with. I love it, man. I love it. So we got three three guys on a
0: podcast who have all gone through ALA. And <laughs> um, I reference people, everyone listening I've referenced ALA maybe almost every episode, but I refer to it as the emotional intelligence leadership training that I took, which is called Ascension Leadership Academy. And for me, I had a born-again experience down there. And that is being said from from my first person, someone that I've been I've been a preacher, I led ministry, I've done all sorts of things and and I remember being, uh, I'm just going to take us down tangents. So prepare yourself, guys, but, uh, yeah. I remember being in church growing up as a kid and, and people say, you know, they talk about heaven and hell, Jesus loves you. Uh, you know, if you don't accept Jesus into your heart, you're going to go to hell. And so I remember like multiple times, man, like, oh, I, you know, I don't want to go to hell. I mean, if you give that proposition to someone, hello. <laughs> do you want to go to heaven or do you want to go to hell? Well, I don't want to go to hell. I want to go to heaven. All right, well, here, this is what you got to do to go to heaven. You got to ask Jesus in your heart. So then year after year, I'd go to summer camps, I'd go to this. And I wasn't sure if I was really saved. I was so afraid I was going to go to hell. So like every time, like ask Jesus in my heart, ask Jesus in my heart. Growing up in, in uh, Christianity and religion, then the the argument was, can you lose your salvation or can you not lose your salvation? Then this is a bigger problem. I'm like, wait a minute. So I've been asking, <laughs> did Jesus come into my heart all these times? And now, wait, can I lose it? Can I not? And I got clear and settled that you cannot, but what you're actually gaining in the first place is probably a false premise. What I bring all this up to say, I have referenced many times on this podcast that I had a true born-again experience down at ALA for the very first time in my life, experienced unconditional love from people that didn't judge me, They didn't want to like, corral me into a way of thinking or, oh, you got to do this to be this. Or if you don't accept this, we can't have you in our club. It was just tell the ugly truth of your life, man, and get it out of you. And don't let anything reside in you. And I remember going down there. And I think I scared everyone because I went hard in the paint. The whole program got a little shook up. Oh, but I'll, I'll never forget. Um, I'll never forget having that moment where, for the very first time in my life, I felt like I could breathe, and that was the moment I knew. Whoa, this is life. This is, this is oxygen. This is whoa. And uh, so anyway, just. Affirming that we're all three on that, and it's such a beautiful program, and um, so glad to have you guys on. Um, wow, that's how we're gonna start this <laughs> this episode. Dropping in, hey man, let's get after it. So, um, what a journey, and all three of us to even get on this uh, this podcast together. I mean, Zach, I know a little bit about your journey of, of your life, and I do want to hear it. And Kyle, I don't know too much about your journey, however. I have heard, and everyone listening, we're gonna put the link to Zach and Kyle. But Kyle is an incredible singer-songwriter. And he has that, that smooth Texas draw when he sings. He got a little uh little George Strait, little uh Pat <laughs> Pat Green, all you know. Um, but truly beautiful singer-songwriter, man. And and yeah. just when I heard your music, I'm like, oh. This guy's singing at a soul level. This isn't uh this isn't pop music. This is soul music. Straight uh, from the heart. So beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, let's uh let's talk about it. Um Zach, first of all, why don't you talk about your experience first meeting Kyle and 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 yeah, just I don't know, let's go. This and for everyone listening, this is my first time having multiple people on. So, you know, we want to yeah. direct the streams of, of conversation. But Zach, why don't you talk about your experience and meeting Kyle?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'd love to. So so I'm a, so I'm a mindset and business coach and I work with I work with individuals and entrepreneurs and, and corporations at heart led leadership, connection, culture creation. And I I met Kyle. Uh, I was with, what they call captaining, so I was leading one of the classes through ALA, and I met Kyle as he was coming through, and just just saw it in his eyes. Like just saw mm. the just saw the heart and and the and the fun and the, and the lightness and, and how how committed he was to being the fullest version of himself. Like there was nowhere that Kyle wouldn't go to be that, and he cared so much about other people deeply. Mm. But like you know, like so many of us, myself included, I think we put personal limitations on ourselves. You know, we we both start to believe that we have these limits. We start to believe these stories that, that we created throughout our life and in the experiences that we've had. And and so I got to witness Kyle just, just stepping right up to those, stepping to that edge and mm-hmm. looking them straight in the eyes and seeing who he wanted to be and not holding back at all. And I knew immediately that this was a guy that I was gonna that I was gonna be with and I was gonna have in my life for a long time. And and that's how Kyle and I really met. And I, I've just thoroughly enjoyed all the time that I've got to spend with him and, and especially now as he's stepping into you know, having a, a, a really successful career in Nashville uh, as, a, as a country singer, but now stepping in and singing about his life experiences and about so many things. I think people deeply need to hear. Like, they need to have the permission to know that the things that we've felt and were, that, that we've experienced, we're not alone in feeling those. Like, there, there, there's got to be more. Like, this, this can't be it. This can't totally be the way that it is. And he's, like, giving permission now through his music. By, by singing about his experience and singing from his heart. And, and I'm just, I'm so inspired by it. And I, I just, I think it's incredible. So, so that's, you know, and, and I'm doing everything that I possibly can to further unlock that for Kyle. And, and just, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing.
0: What, what did you, or when did you first hear Kyle's music and then what, what resonated with you?
1: So I heard, I heard Kyle's music, cause he would sing sometimes as we were going through the process. And I just, he had an amazing voice and he was also just such an entertainer. Like just so light and fun and, and, and easy to be around. And, and then as we started to, to spend more time together and he started and we started to talk about, you know, let's start to let's start to sing and unlock the things in you that you're feeling and the experiences and evolution that you're having right now. So then I got to hear that and I got to see him start to really dive into that. And that mm. for me, I'm just, I'm just seeing, wow, this is a whole new way and genre of things that we can talk about that are real issues and we can we can express them through art
0: yes dude that is so beautiful and brother kyle this i didn't even realize until this very moment but this i'm wearing this t-shirt for you there you go uh, hey (laughs) there it is luke and bach texas baby i've been there (laughs) more times so many times uh I'd go there drinking my Lone Star beer, listening to guys uh, oh, yeah. kicking those guitars for years, man. And uh, I love there's there's something about Texas music, and the reason I reference Pat Green and yeah. and George Strait because they're both those Texas singers. But there is um, there is a lost art of storytelling that's happen in music music has become so um repetitive and with hooks and loops but the great storytellers the the willie nelson's the waylon jennings the chris christopherson's the, the you know the highway man genre the george jones the guys that could tell the the most painful truth in such a velvet way that you're like whoa okay you know that's that's a powerful stuff, and I think Chris Stapleton's doing it in a new genre, and I and your music that I'm listening to that that Zach sent me is in that vein. Mm. It's again, but I' want to hear from you and your your take on on music, but also it's in a vein that the old time storytellers who I love i i mean. <laughs> Look,
1: I, I'm, an, yeah. I'm,
0: a, I'm a, you know, I'm a red blooded American man and I love, uh, people. I love freedom. I love, I love life. Um, that said all those old great storytellers were writing at a very, um, real, but not deep soul. It was almost like the, the, the physical body's journey, but not talking too much about the emotional body, the soul journey. You know, Dylan would step in once in a while and touch it, but pop back out. And, yeah. and uh, you're starting to write soul music. Tell me your journey, man, and how you got to where you are coming from Texas and country music to to infusing the two.
2: Yeah, I mean to kind of talk about pick back what I understand those 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 songs, they mean they mean so much and storytelling is definitely an art form and what I've kind of discovered really recently is is uh, allowing that true emotion that unedited unfiltered lyric to just be the lyric yeah and not color it not you know shy away from it and go you know wherever that uncomfortable feeling is just let that be the message you know Cliches aren't the best way to write songs, um, but there's a plenty of cliches out there that, when you frame it in a new light or shift it around, it it carries a ton of weight. Mm. But uh, yeah, my my story when I I grew up here, native Texan, played football, baseball, went to church. When you were saying about your upbringing in church, I mean, man, I'm so I'm I'm one hundred on the on the on the brainwave with you. Yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Grew up doing the whole, the whole, you know, yeah, I mean, we were in church all the time and uh, had, had an amazing, you know, childhood and got a great family and learned a ton through that, through that life. And but yeah, I, 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 I was definitely a football, passionate about football. And then, um, you know, as I kind of got ready to go to college, I was like, oh, you know, music was, I did both of them. And then really about 15 or 16 years of age music really took over mm. and it just kind of just became that place where I went to heal and I didn't realize it. And so as a young man, not, not having a ton of, um, <laughs> not having a ton of emotional intelligence, I'll just say it, you know, yeah, found yeah. finding that music and those, those old hymns mixed yeah. with new stuff, old stuff, you know, and um, that's where I found some real discovery and, That was a feeling and most musicians will tell you it's kind of a, you know, an out of body experience or a flow or a, this different consciousness. Right. And you know, that's a, that's a feeling I chased until three years ago, two years ago. Wow. (laughs) Wow! I spent a decade in Nashville. Really. You know, I would tell people all the time. I was like, yeah, there's about a, I mean a handful of, of those feelings, those out of body experiences a year maybe, maybe you can count on one hand. And I, I know musicians would understand what I'm saying. And it's, you know, anytime you're in that flow state where it's just like, you're just stepping out of yourself. Yeah. You're getting out of reality and you're playing with the magic. That's, that's, that's what it is. Mm. And you're playing. And I think it, as I'm starting to get more in tune with it, it's, it's that, it's that subconscious coming through that heart, that feeling, the, the heart mixed with the stomach mixed with the head and man opening up that channel, you know, just didn't know what to call it and didn't know how to really source it. Hmm. But man, um, no, my journey music, I I studied jazz piano at university North Texas. Um, I was not the best sight reader, but I had to get in on a classical audition. So I played classical music for two years and then I played, yeah, I played jazz the whole time, but I came from a church background, uh, rock and roll. It was, uh country music, blues, gospel, and the contemporary Christian era, which is this beautiful 1990s thing that now it's turned into this pop LA but we love Jesus type of thing. And yeah, yeah. I love <laughs> I love all of that mixed together. Um you know just I have a good
0: well. I have a good yeah. story. I have a good story for you. Do you know um Brian Duncan, remember he had that he had that those songs like "Love Takes Time," please be kind. Yeah, was like Dove Award winner. I mean, whatever he had, he had yeah. a lot of songs. And um, I I did some video work for him a couple of years ago. I don't know, probably five or six years ago. <laughs> but I met with him. We started. I was supposed to be a half hour meeting, and then it ended up being three hours. We talked about all things. And he smoked twelve cigarettes. <laughs> in the
2: that's
1: a lot. That's a lot and, of tobacco.
0: Oh man! And what he did—the reason I know exactly it was twelve—he smoked them down to just a little bit, and he put them on the table that we're sitting at, and he lined them all up. And I thought, man, that's a great. this is great, man. The guy that i, I listen to a lot singing those contemporary Christian songs is sitting here keeping it real with me, smoking some cigarettes and yeah, yeah and all time but uh I know that that era um you know the same era you're talking about, and you know it's music is so important, and that's where knowing knowing the importance of music, we can see people take that an influence for. Ulterior motives or we can see the influence of music used to liberate and and elevate mankind in their consciousness. And um, so how did you go from church music? dc talk uh you know
2: you know, that, you know
0: you know i know what's going down 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 that route to um stepping into nashville and playing the honky i, I assume maybe you played the honky tonks and played that circuit and, and did that i played band. all of them yeah all of them. Uh, mike i used to have a client um uh, hutton hotel in the west end off broad the west end of nashville off broadway there and i would go um Oh, awesome. Our kids. Oh, awesome. Okay. Sounds good, baby. Bye. They just fed some deer, some apples. (laughs) They're pretty bummed. Um, Oh, cool. All right, baby. Bye. (laughs) Oh man. Um, But playing those, um, I'd be at the hockey. I would go down to Nashville all the time and, um, and just loved being in there sitting and listening to all t- types of music. But that said, very, um, not a lot of consciousness in that. Let me just put it like that. <laughs> right. Okay. And so and the, and I, and I don't want to demean any of that cause I freaking loved it. And I could sit in honky tonks all day long and to hear the best yeah. musicians in the world play for free. It's ridiculous and amazing. And, but, there's not that much consciousness. So, my great question that I'm taking forever to ask is: How did you go from church music, classical, the the breadth of music, to go into Nashville, try to fit into that box, to break out and to be where you are right now?
2: Yeah, the well, the the level of consciousness is fine on certain levels, and I, I will say, I mean, there's so there's a really good. There's a really good juxtaposition between a church pew and a bar stool. Mm. and people have found truth and the Lord and their path on both. And I, mm. I know there's there's a couple of really great country songs out there that, that speak on that. That's cool. But yeah. that that low, that that non-thinking music is a great thing because it does exactly what you want it to do is people just forget, you know mm. just, hey man, everything gets let go. And the, that's, that's where most of it stops. And I, I think it's great. It's just the part where it's, it's kind of that, if that's the end, it's kind of a letdown when it does stop like, well, great. I forgot about my troubles for a while. I wake up in the morning and they're right there to greet me. So yeah, yeah. I think that's why I get to where I'm at right now by going, well, it, you know, let's, let's, let's dig deeper, you know, digging deeper as a creative. Um, but yeah, from, I just started playing with a guy named Dan Roberts when I was 17. And he was uh, an old cowboy singer-songwriter. He wrote Beaches of Cheyenne for Garth Brooks. Oh, wow. He wrote Fever for Bar- Garth Brooks. He was on the world tour with Garth Brooks, um, where he did not have an opener on the Garth Brooks world tour, did not have an opener. They had, uh, these, they had these cowboy singer-songwriters that would sit around a campfire and sing songs. And that's how they opened – the show on the world tour. And he did that. He moved to Texas, um, to get his daughter treatment for brain cancer and that was Fort Worth, Texas. And so that's where we met at a local church there. And so I was playing honky tonks at 17 18 and I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, th- that I was like, I knew I loved music. I knew I wanted to do music. I just didn't know how to make a living. So I said, okay, great. I'm going to go to college study music and go to Nashville. Wow.
0: Amazing yeah. man. Amazing. <laughs> Um, so what, where are you
2: at right now in your music career? Musically, it's been an adjustment. The last two years I moved back to Texas, uh, sold my house in Nashville and decided to pick another path that would give me at least a chance to see another path. You know, for me, it was, it was tunnel vision for 10 years. I was, I was in tunnel vision. My identity was there. You know, my, I I was passionate I would get hot and cold a little bit. It's obviously... You've been in the music or entertainment world, it's definitely a brutal, brutal place. Yeah. Now uh but yeah now in my music career it is going and taking a step back going well hey I don't have to write about commercial I don't have to be commercially viable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can but maybe there's more maybe there's more than just being commercially viable. Yeah. Not to say that you know you know commercial songs aren't important and not to say that you know spiritual songs and worship songs aren't important. Uh, but there's just so much. I mean, come on. We we hear ads all yeah. day long with some EDM blast and some sound effect, and you know, man, just stripping it down to the piano and the vocal for me. That's what I do best. I took the opportunity to quarantine to do it all alone, you know. And I thought, well, this is what I did during quarantine. I wrote, recorded, put out a song. Wow,
0: <laughs> it's amazing. It is. It's amazing. So, um, where? Where would you like, I mean, no qualification, no, um, not qualifications, but no qualifying this answer. Where would you, what would you love to do with your music? I mean, wave that magic wand. What is happening with you and your gift to the world?
1: Oh,
2: I see. Just being a part of some bigger gatherings, whether it be a conference, whether it be some kind of, I mean, some kind of workshop, some kind of, I mean, stadium tour where they're just, I mean, I think we. there's no question there's a huge boom in self-help conferences. Yes. And yes. let's get you guys on my online course to blah, 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 this to get you here where you want to go. And the truth is where you want to go is they where they want to go is to get right with themselves first before they go out. Yes. And that's what the song is about. I'd love to share the song with five, you know, 5,000, 10,000, 20,000 people and yeah. just have a little breakdown and share the song, you know, <laughs> one song and out. And I'll see you later guys.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: I, uh, yeah just do that. <laughs> I
0: love it. I love it. Um,
1: and Lucas and, and what I saw too, when, so we uh, did, did, I did an online workshop and this was right as Kyle wrote this song and it was, it was a, it was a men's workshop. So it was an opportunity for, for men to come together And to start to talk about real things you know talking about okay if we want real relationships we get to talk about real shit Mm -hmm. Uh, and so as we're going through this at the end we put on kyle's song and everyone closed their eyes and you Mm -hmm. could just see like you Mm -hmm. could just see the depth at which people could feel all of it
2: Mm
1: you know they could just feel yes like this is the journey i'm on these are the things that i've experienced yeah yeah. This is my expectation of being a man. This is what I've been told it's supposed to mean, but right. that's not ultimately what I want. I've right. realized that there's more than that. I've realized that there's more to happiness than accomplishment, and that I don't have to prove myself anymore. There's nothing left to prove. Mm. So these are some of the things that I want. It's like it just you see the smile come on their face and the tear fall down to realize, "Man, I'm, I'm OK. I can be myself. Yes. And that's enough. And it, it, it's powerful. Mm. It's powerful. And it's something I think as this movement starts to happen of men stepping into their true authenticity nice. and who they really are, us being able to to give permission to that. Like right? to, to be permission to just be ourselves. That's yeah. it.
0: Yeah, that's right. You know, yeah. brother, you when you're sharing that, it reminds me of the my favorite documentary is called the matrix. Um, and, uh, no, <laughs> wait, <laughs> it's not a documentary though. Shoot. Um, but the, the most powerful moment I, for me in that movie and most likely for many is when he's about to run, when the agents are chasing him and he st- and he turns around and says, no, oh. and when he turns around, says no. And they shoot at him and he puts his hand out and the bullets stop and he looks at it and then drops it. That's what I feel is what's happening with men and all humanity right now is we've been pushed down this route of, I must fear this. I must be this. I'm in these confines. And you're like, wait a minute, no, turn around, look at it like that, which I've been afraid of is nothing. I will look at it from all facets. And this is what I love about humanity is we are, if we can take a step out of the, the flow and that energy that keeps us moving down this like pipeline. And we can't stop. When we take a step out of that, we look at ourselves like a diamond and like, wow, okay, this facet, this cut reflects this light. But if I flip it upside down, I could, and we start to play with our own reality. Like that is the purest freedom that we are here to, I think experience. Is look at it all, play with it all. Don't, you, you, we are not that which we play with. We are not our thoughts. We are not our songs. We are not our words. We get to play with the gifts that come out of us and look at it. And um, yeah, I, Zach, I think it's just so beautiful what you got to see what's happening. And, and Kyle, with your gifts, allowing people to look at the diamond a little differently.
2: Yeah. And that's, that's so true. And Zach has a beautiful way of bringing a group of men together and diffusing all kind of judgments. And that's one of the strengths of his coaching and his power. And it is, it's like, if we were all going to get men together and, you know, do a warrior chant and go out and accomplish things, I think we've all done that and we've all tried that and we've all been told to do that. And we, we are told to do that every day through advertising, marketing, You're not enough, you need to do this. You're not enough, you need to do this. So it is, it's like, okay, well, you know, if we come in with closing our eyes and listening to a song and that unlocks the power that you wanted your whole life, would you do it? I would. I did through through some training. Uh, Wow, you know, six months out of my life did a lot. I mean, wonders, like you were saying. You're just like, okay, I'm listening now. That's
1: right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's this piece too of getting our identity so caught up in what we do and what we accomplish that I feel like it pulls us away from who we actually are. Yeah. And, and when, we're, you know, when we're doing that, it's this ever moving target because it's not even a goal that we created in the first place. Mm. And I know what happened to me is I, I climbed that mountain and I got there and I realized, shit, this is not it. And that was what really, you know, that was what started for me and, and, and really traveling deep to understand what that meant. And, and for me, I'm, I'm all for, I'm all for living in an abundant life. I'm yes. all for like, have the experiences, have all that you want, but if you're not enough without it, you never will be with it. That's right. So, so strip that away from yourself of needing to, to feel like you need that to be worthy. And when you can do that, then you can actually enjoy the things that you have in your life. Yes. Because you're not defined by them then.
0: Mm. Dude, that is is a step one, right? I mean, just the free, if everyone's listening, what what Zach just said, if you're not enough without it, you will not be enough with it. That, welcome to Reality
2: 101.
0: Mm -hmm. And I said on a podcast that actually aired today, and I'm not sure when this, this episode will air, but I said, you know, it's funny. The very first truth as we exit the womb is that we will die. That is the very first truth of our existence. Yeah. We come in the very first truth before what, how are we going to do in school? What are, we, what are our giftings and talents? And, and th- the very first truth we enter this world is we will die. And what will you do between the moment you exit womb and the moment you enter earth that is really what we get to play with and yet people spend so much time fighting against truth number 1 you're going to die
1: <laughs> yeah. especially
0: yeah. like i mean yeah. i will trigger some people right now but the <laughs> mask the mask wearing culture is fighting against truth one truth one is you will die we will die Stop fighting against that, which is inevitable, but live, which is not inevitable. And I love the movie Braveheart when he says all men die, but not all men truly live. And it is time that we in this reality break out of the confines of trying to fight against truth. How about we start integrating truth? How about we start looking and playing with truth? How about like, Kyle, like you said, like, looked all the we could list the men uh of the 80s and 90s that were that were pushed to all of culture as men they were on steroids so their muscles were freaking huge um they all had you know could i was watching a chuck norris movie yesterday while i was working out in the garage and he's like shooting uzis like (laughs) it was was so ridiculous (laughs) so ridiculous i'm like this is what um this is what men were, you know, shown as, like just kind of laissez-faire, I have what it takes. I've not done really any work. I just came with this gift. And that could not be further from the truth. The truth is a man is the most the safest man is the man that has strength. Yes but takes the mask off and allows other people to feel safe. Not the one that has the mask on and is like, I will hurt you if you don't, you know, whatever. Yeah. And so you both are an embodiment of the beauty of humanity and the beauty of masculinity defined in its truest form is that we can talk about anything and everything, (laughs) whenever, with whomever,
2: wherever. whatever
0: yeah. and not get triggered man would just be
1: yeah
2: yeah and it's allowing it's allowing yourself to be seen and and allow in embodying <sighs> vulnerability yes. embodying yes. intimacy and yes. going you know like i'm going to share with other men not only my weaknesses but my successes mm. because i don't feel like I, i'm not going to blab about them out of pride but i'm going to say hey man like i'm really proud of this what do you think like or Hey, I, you know, I mean, and that is where the healing does happen. I mean, you can get that, that mask, that alcohol mask, that girl mask, yeah. that, that dating mask, that relationship mask, where we seek that intimate level. Um, I've seen it just crumble. And then you really do. You've, then you become the Terminator. You, know? <laughs> you become the Terminator. And so you're just like, yeah, whatever, dude. Yeah. You know, hit me with whatever.
0: Hmm. You know, it's interesting is I, I, my, um, I guess it would be a worldview, but I believe every single person on planet earth just wants to be loved and affirmed. They just want to be, man, you're okay. You're okay. And men who crave that most, I, I think why they crave it most, I think men and women desire it equally but men crave it most is because they were robbed of that, just being held for simply being, just being loved for what, who cares how many points you score, gives a shit how great, what your grades are. That, That literally means nothing, nothing in this reality, zero. You know what matters in this reality? Can you receive a hug? Yeah. Can you give a hug? Can you receive someone looking in your eyes without getting weird? <laughs> I'm yeah. going to, into AL, talking about ALA. Yeah. I'll never forget. First time you you stare at someone's eyes and, and uh, they're like, don't, don't move. Don't break away. Don't, uh, you know, don't make a joke. This isn't a joke. Just stare into someone's eyes. And I'm like having contortions. My whole body's like, <laughs> I, I literally physically, I just, <laughs> my body was like convulsing it was so bizarre i could not i was so uncomfortable connecting with people i was so scared i was so afraid and then they said how are you reacting and i'm, I'm thinking like, i'm reacting my body's physically moving apart from my oh, mind wow. saying, stop yeah i could not do it i'm not yeah responding well and he said your <laughs> uncomfortableness has nothing to do with the other person because you don't even know that person this person's done nothing to you ever to make you feel uncomfortable. Why you feel uncomfortable is you bringing what you perceive to them. <laughs> and I was like, "What? <laughs> oh, <laughs> like that?" And that was, I think, our one, right? I mean, that's, just the, beginning. that's the first one. <laughs> yeah, that's just a, that's like one man. Uh, it's uh, it's amazing. And so, like, men craving to be held and loved and affirmed, um. that's why I think feminine energy is so important because feminine receives masculine, you know, takes and gives. And when men have that wound to receive love, because we're hit, you know, I mean, I will say this for everyone listening. It's not as I've talked about this before, but calling hitting children, spanking, giving it a different word than what it is. And the origin of spanking, the epitomology of spanking is actually means to make a horse run faster. You strike the animal to make it move. It's it's an, it's a sickness that we've accepted as humans teaching and treating innocent life forms in this way. And on top of that, we tell them we do it in love, which is the furthest, the furthest thing. But men... When we have work, we come in as children to this world, we're open, and all of a sudden, boom, we get hurt, and we get scared, and we get intimidated, and we stop. We learn very early on to not be open to receiving because receiving hurts. Receiving is pain, but we still crave that love, so we go and double down on our masculinity to go take, conquer. (laughs) I'm going to go get, yeah, let's go get some chicks or whatever, and it's all that taking, 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 taking. We cannot satiate the lack of vulnerability to open back up until we heal and say, brothers, sisters, humans, God, love, light, truth. Like I receive that I might give. I love that I might be loved. I, I, it's a reciprocation that, once we figure out how to heal ourselves and we can go out and help other people heal just by default of not being a threat to them, not intimidating, that just being a safe person. Like, Hey bro, I can't, I can't change you or fix you, but I'm just going to be, and you can be. Like, oh. <laughs> oh, Thanks man. Someone, I'm tired. <laughs>
1: you know, uh, there's, there's so much freedom in that. There, there's, there's nothing sadder to me than seeing a group of guys sitting in a circle talking about, and objectifying women, talking about sports, like bullshitting each other. And you can see the sadness in their eyes. All they really want is to actually connect. Yes. But they that they can't because they think that they can't relate or they won't be accepted. And I, I honestly, man, I'm, it needs to change where we only show 20 to 30% of who we are. Mm. It's, and it's all, out of this, it's all out of this fear of not being enough. Mm. If you know this or that about me, then I won't be, I won't be accepted. I won't be worthy of connection. That's shame. It's shame that it's shame that we feel. And that, that's all shame is. Shame right. is just a fear of being disconnected. And if we allow ourselves to know that it is a fundamental need to feel a sense of belonging. But mm. if we're not being our truest sense, our truest self, that will never happen.
0: That's right.
1: That's so we, end up, like, we end up trying to be someone that we're not. And then we get lost because we try to be who we feel like others want us to be so we can be accepted. So what actually is like wow, what is keeping us from being connected is a fear of disconnection. Yes. And yeah. then, you know, when we talk about consciousness, what is consciousness consciousness is just bringing awareness to the things that we feel and experience in a way that we can then zoom back and say, this isn't actually even what I want. Right. This isn't what I want. Who, who gave me this goal? Who gave me this belief? And when we can realize that, and bring that type of empowerment. Right. It that opens That's up great. everything.
0: It's interesting. Um Kyle, you probably, you know, Peter said, Be sober and be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walketh about like a lion, seeking whom he may devour. And growing up, it's like, don't drink, don't, you know, keep a sound mind, all those things. Like, but what I really believe what he's saying is, and and Zach to, to affirm what you're saying, says First of all, devil means accuser. So the first thing that fear does is accuse and it creates fear. Accusations create fear. And then we freeze and then we, we can't move. So it says be sober. That just means be alert, be aware. Like Zach, you're saying like detach and that's consciousness. So sobriety is consciousness, not in the, the human form of alcohol and substance, but sobriety is then awareness of all that is be sober and be vigilant keep your head on a swivel man like don't, yeah. don't you know <laughs> yeah. be aware and know your surroundings and know your situational awareness because your adversary now what is adversary is that which wants to keep you from awareness and <laughs> and, and being present your adversary the accuser who accuses well you didn't do right you it's mm-hmm. the same thing that we are raised as children of Oh, get the switch, or I'm gonna take my belt. Like, what the fuck? I'm just a kid, man. I'm just literally trying to explore this reality, but that's what happens. So, your adversary, the devil, the accuser, walketh about like a lion, seeking whom he may devour. So, I want to just land on this word may. I may or may not, depending on how I am able to stand in my own power, meaning right now in humanity i think this disruption in the 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 force or whatever we want to call this global uh disruption is allowing people to break out for a second and say whoa you may not come back into my space wait what i'm a sovereign being i there's nothing wrong with me i'm not broken i'm not wrong i'm not ugly i am beautifully me and you may not accuse me any longer because I will heal within myself. And so mm. man, I get fired up. I'm a yeah. it's time I for an awakening. It's time for brothers like us and sisters. I mean, this is not a, a man, man thing, but what beautiful unity is. Even David says in Psalms how beautiful it is for brothers to dwell in unity.
1: <laughs> There's yeah.
0: something about seeing men, Unite and heal in that gentle embrace that makes the females feel like, oh, okay, it's safe.
2: Yeah, it's
0: safe. Ugh. We're all
2: safe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to speak on music because that's what I know, and and I will say to piggyback on that when men sit with a guitar down and sing, magic happens, and there are thousands of women that flock to that new artist oh my god he's incredible and to all the men singer songwriters out there all those guys all you young boys picking up a guitar you have a lot of power when you express your musical creativity and i don't know if it's it should be obvious but i'm 35 and I, i i remember it every day like oh yeah when i'm vulnerable with my musical gifts big things happen for them and me and so that I think what you're saying made me think of that okay Mm. when um when that's why it's so crazy and I I've been in Nashville songwriter rounds happen every night of the week and I would go and I would listen and I'd go wow there was like one or two good songs that night rest of them trash you know (laughs) but you would always hear it when somebody would get up, and as soon as they started singing, and the heads would turn. You're going, boom! There it is. Mm. That, wow. Okay, hang on. Let me put down my beer. Let me t- put down my fork, and turn and look. So to to realize that power, and and I will speak as a man. It's it's not just so you can get a girlfriend or get that hottie to, to to answer your text back. Does that happen? Yes, it does. Do both sides get intertwined? I wrote a song called, um, <laughs> does she fall for the man or did she fall for the music? Or does she just get lost in the music? Um, That's good. And yeah. women, are be- women are beautifully flowing beings that soak up music. Thank God for women. Otherwise, nobody would listen to music. <laughs> and, That's true. And, you know, They're beautiful flowing beings and they just let it come in and they experience it. Um, but yeah, they you know, dating can be that way. Did she, did she like me? Did she just like the, the flow of the music? Either either way, it doesn't matter. Showing your creative heart through a song, yeah, guys out there, hey, it's very powerful. Use it wisely.
1: <laughs> oh, that's that's brilliant, Kyle, and so spot on. And and Luke is what you were saying about about addiction and and finding ways to cope. And I'm seeing it so much now with everything that's happening. And I think it was, I think it was Johan Hari that said this, but it's, you know, it's so spot on that, you know, the, the opposite of addiction is not sobriety. It's human connection.
0: Yes, that's mm. right. Yes. Yeah. That's
1: right. And so you, you know, when we think about the things that do happen with men, where we, where we end up going South in, you know, have these stats like men are four times more likely to commit suicide yep. than women We're, you know twice as likely to develop alcoholism or addiction. And it's because, We've been taught that we're not supposed to express the things we feel. So we, we push them down and they get stuck Mm. and we, and we don't know what's happening. And, And so if you're doing that, you can't, you can't find a way out, but when you do that and you can come together and you can look another man in the eyes and realize that doesn't mean war. That just means I see you and I'm with you and I know what you're going through and let's do this together. That's it, man. That, when that unlocks for a guy, it just is a total game changer because that's actually where our power comes from. It doesn't come from the push. And that unhealthy masculine that's in our world, that's, that is what starts wars. Yes. That's what starts wars. But any war out there starts first with the war within here. Mm-hmm. So that's where we have to heal it. We have to heal the war within here if we want to heal any war outside of us.
0: Thank you so much, Kyle. Thank you so much, Zach, for joining. That was, that was fun. And uh, I look forward to many more conversations. Everyone, thank you so much for listening. Look, guys, this is the time to rise up inside yourself to find the love, to seek inside and explore yourself. Where are you afraid? Where are you angry? Where are you being held back by limiting beliefs? Where are you being held back from painful traumas of your past that you don't want to look at? This is the time right now, during 2020, the year of clear vision to go in and liberate your own soul because love, you must know. Trust, believe, and receive that love, the universal law of love is waiting for you and walking with you in that journey. You're not alone. You never have been alone. And this is your time to be free. My name is Lucas Mack. This is the Golden Rule Revolution where inspiration and purpose come from treating people like people and nothing less. Thank you so much for watching and listening. And I'll talk to you on the next episode.